We should probably take a moment and talk about timeline. Now, most scholars believe that Jesus's ministry lasted about three to three and a half years, but here's what's interesting about Mark's gospel. Almost all of that time takes place between Mark 1 and Mark 8. So you can break Mark's gospel into two parts, Mark 1 through 8, where we've been so far in this season. It's his ministry and his miracles and the majority of those three years. And then Mark 9 through 16 are the last couple of weeks leading up to the cross and his death and resurrection. I say all that to say this, although Mark 1 through 8 moves really fast, you have to remember these events are taking place over the course of a couple of years. By Mark 6, where we are today, Jesus and his disciples have been around for a while. In today's story, which is really a series of three stories, word has gotten out. The news about Jesus has spread all around, which makes more sense now that you know how Jesus has been at this for an extended period of time. And here's the takeaway from today. Momentum comes with a lot of baggage, a lot of criticism, a lot of opportunities to stress. Our job as followers of Jesus is to push back the darkness. But the more you begin to push the darkness, the more the darkness begins to push back at you. And so that's where Jesus and his friends find themselves in Mark 6. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes would lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, whatever it is for you. The goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. Walking into the synagogue on the Sabbath was certainly not Peter's favorite part of the week. He liked being out and about. It had been that way ever since he was a kid and he'd try to convince his dad to let him stay home on the Sabbath to fish. The answer was always no, but he'd try every week anyways. He especially didn't want to be here, in this synagogue in Nazareth, Jesus' hometown. You'd think this would be the place where they'd get the warmest reception, but the opposite was actually true. Row after row of people were whispering all about the rabbi, no one making too much of an effort to mask their words. What's this wisdom that has been given to him? Something about miracles from the carpenter's son? We've known his family forever. Peter stole a glance at Jesus. He knew full well that he could hear every word, and yet his face remained calm, focused. Not oblivious, more like uninterested. And yet, to Peter's dismay, he could also tell that they wouldn't be going anywhere that even the critique wouldn't get them an early pass out of this service. The next day, Peter could tell Jesus was on a mission, that time was short. There was a different kind of urgency in his words as he taught from village to village. On their walk to the next village, Jesus gave Peter a nod, their silent signal. It meant that Peter was supposed to round up all 12 of his disciples. By the time Peter wrangled each one, Jesus was in full-on teaching mode. 
Peter wondered if he was going to address what happened yesterday in his hometown, the disrespect, the arrogance of the people, what they were going to do about it, but that's not what happened. I'm sending you out, Jesus said. Peter's heart began to speed up. Two by two, you're all going to have authority over impure spirits. The crew was glancing at each other, no doubt wondering who their partner was going to be and if Jesus was serious about that whole impure spirits thing. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Jesus paired them up, and just like that, they were parting ways. Peter, unfortunately, had been placed with Matthew, the former tax collector who always seemed to draw more unwanted attention than they liked. And yet the rabbi's words held true. As they headed out with nothing for their journey, they seemed to have an extra bit of authority to cast out demons and heal the sick. And to Peter's surprise, people were actually gathering to hear what they had to say. Nothing like the rabbi's crowd, and yet people were there and they were ready to listen. Meanwhile, John the Baptist sat in his cell. He had heard it was Herod himself who had given the command to arrest him, and although he knew in his spirit that this was where it was all heading, as he sat in his small, dark prison cell alone with his thoughts, he'd be lying to himself if he said he wasn't a little confused. John heard the sound of the soldiers approaching. He saw the light from their torches. He could hear the sound of their swords being pulled out from their sheaths and knew these weren't typical guards. They weren't the ones who brought him meals and water and were actually kind if you caught them at the right time. No, these were Roman soldiers, train killers. John the Baptist closed his eyes. He thought back to that moment with Jesus in the Jordan River, knowing full well that was his mission. Everything past that moment had been borrowed time. Are you the baptizer? The soldier asked the other, laughing as if they were drunk. Herod has some dinner guests he'd like to appease. John couldn't piece it all together, but that didn't matter anymore. He wasn't holding on too tight, wasn't grasping. With a clear mind and a heart full of peace, he got up and took a few steps toward the soldiers. Their swords were drawn. They were the final few steps John ever took. The greater you push back the darkness, the greater the darkness pushes back at you. Sometimes I wish it didn't work that way, but it does. It's just true. But I think there's a message Jesus is communicating in Mark 6 that can be really helpful for the times you feel that resistance. I love how right after the story of Jesus getting roasted and criticized in his own hometown, he gathers his disciples together and tells them to travel light. Don't take an extra shirt. Don't take extra money. Don't take anything with you for the journey. Now, I know Jesus meant that literally, but sometimes I wonder if he was also telling them something deeper. I wonder if he was inviting them to let go, to stop holding on to any need to be praised, any felt need for people to like them, as if Jesus was saying there's another way to live 
beyond all that noise, where instead of listening to all your critics, you listen to what God says about you. And when you feel tempted to hold on to grudges or resentment, you let those go too. To use Jesus' words, you shake the dust off your feet and move on. I had to speculate a bit in the John the Baptist story, but I see him as the kind of guy who didn't hold on to grudges too long, who got a lot of criticism and seemed to just be able to exist and thrive and do his own thing without needing approval from others. And so I don't know where he was at mentally in those final few moments of his life, but I imagine him being totally at peace knowing he already accomplished what he was here for, and if that meant experiencing some persecution, then so be it. As you listen today, I wonder if there is some dust from yesterday that you still need to shake off. Is there something you've been holding on to? Some bitterness from something someone said about you? Some resentment? Some anger? Before you go on with your day, practice shaking off the dust. Ask God to give you the strength to let go, to put it down, leave the past in the past and start today fresh. You'll be amazed at how much faster you can go and how much more fun you'll have when you stop carrying all the baggage from the past and travel light. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.